pray with me, please? Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my rock and my redeemer. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Let us all say amen. amen. So, we've got a number of people who taught elementary school. And when I was in elementary school, I had two subjects that I excelled in. Two subjects that I really did well in. Anybody want to guess what those two subjects were? No, recess and lunch. <laughs> I can eat. I really love, I really love lunch. And I love recess too. Because think about recess. Think about the equipment on the playground. And, 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 and maybe you can think about what's your favorite piece of equipment on the playground. So, so you had the swing, right? You get in the swing, you go, go out, go in, go out, go in, you had the swing. And then you had the merry-go-round. Get on that, you go round and round and round and round and round. And then you had the monkey bars. Now, my favorite was the seesaw. You know, you go up, you go down. You know, Aretha Franklin had a song, your love is like a seesaw. Going up, down, all around, like a seesaw. So, I contend that a seesaw is a lot of like life. We go up, we go down. Now, there's a period of time that you stay in the middle with the seesaw, and hopefully that is most of life that we're staying in the middle. But life has ups and life has downs. And collectively here in this community that we call athens Clark County and throughout the state of Georgia, we have been on a high. We've been up. And that up has involved our little football team. I tell my fellow pastors, I'm 15-0 as a pastor. I had not lost the game since I come here. Georgia marched once again to win this back-to-back -back national championship. And it looks like, because they got a cupcake schedule next year, <laughs> that they may go undefeated again. And march to another national championship. But we see Alabama said they got something to say about that. But that's been a, a high for us, hasn't it? That, yeah. that we've experienced that. Mm -hmm. And people have been happy and glad about the whole thing. We have been up. Yeah. But we also know what happened in the wee hours of last Sunday morning. Now all the details are not out. But what we do know is this that the Devin um, Wilcox, mm -hmm. a young offensive lineman who actually started a game uh, against Tennessee, and Chandler LaCour, a recruiting assistant, mm -hmm. were both killed in an automobile accident. Wow. Brother Wilcox was 20 years old. Mm. Sister Chandler was 24. 
We go from that high of the national championship, that high of having that parade, to the low of two young people snuffed out in the prime of life. It's a seesaw. We go up. We go down. It's a seesaw. So how do we deal with the seesaw of life? That sometimes we're up and sometimes we're down. And yes, we hope that most of the time we're just in the middle. The psalmist, Psalm 27 that we're looking at today. It's an interesting psalm because it does two things. It makes what the English folks call a declarative statement. And that statement is this. The Lord is my light and salvation. It makes that statement. Okay, this is true. The Lord is my light and salvation. And then the psalmist then poses a question which the psalmist actually answers. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? I'll put it another way. If the Lord is my light and my salvation, who shall I fear? Amen. Knowing that, that the Lord is my light and the Lord is my salvation can help us in the seesaw of life. Because we're going to go to what? We're going to go up. We're going to go down. And sometimes we'll just stay in the middle. So I want to walk with you now to kind of unpack this a little bit. Because there are three things that the psalmist talks about. The first one is, the Lord is my what? My light. The Lord is my light. Think about when we're high, when things are going good for us. When things are going good for us and everything's high up there, the light is shining on us. But where does the light come from? You know, if you look at the moon and you see the moon, the moon is actually dark when you have a full moon. It's, the moon is still dark. Where does the light of the moon come from? The light of the moon comes from the sun. And so even when we are high up, our light comes from God. God shines the light. God makes us available for folks to see. It is the light of the world that is shining for folks to see. And that is the thing that people see. Not our light, but the light of God. Now, what about the light of God when we're low? Nicodemus, in the Gospel of John, is a 
big time person in the Jewish community. He is well thought of. He is a religious leader. And if you can remember when we were studying the parable of the prodigal son and we dove down a little bit and we talked about Jewish society, that you had these folks who were leaders. And as leaders in the Jewish society, religious leaders, they saw Jesus as a threat. They didn't want anything to do with him. But Nicodemus had heard about Jesus. Nicodemus has seen perhaps some of the miracles that Jesus performed. And Nicodemus decided in the middle of the night to go visit Jesus. In the middle of the night. Now what happens in the middle of the night? It's dark. It's real dark. I can tell you what, I drove home last night in the dark. It's from the Hawks game. It was dark. And as I get older, there's less and less times I want to be driving in the dark. But it's dark. And Nicodemus basically asked Jesus, who are you? And Jesus said in that dark night, I'm the light. Amen. When things get dark, when things get low, we need the light of Jesus. Amen. Jesus is there for us because Jesus is our light when we're high. Yes. And Jesus is our light when we are low. Amen. Jesus is my light. Now, the psalmist also says, and this is the second point, that Jesus is our salvation, that God is my salvation. Amen. Now, what is salvation? Salvation is this gracious gift of God. Amen. It is an undeserved gift Amen. that tempers us when we're high Amen. and also comforts us when we're low. Amen. Here's the thing about a seesaw. Now, I told you I like two subjects in elementary school, recess and lunch. Now, what I didn't tell you was I was pretty diabolical. You know, I, I was a pretty diabolical kid. And, and one of the things that we figured out to do, one of the things I figured out to do, you have a little girl on the seesaw, you're going up, you're going down, and I'd take a brick cinder block, you know, kind of like what this church is made of, and we'd take that brick cinder block and i put it on the seesaw. Which meant that she was high up. <laughs> and she couldn't get down. Because <laughs> the brick cinder block was there. Or if we took the brick cinder block away, what would happen? She would come down, but she would come down what? Really fast. <laughs> I've been saved by grace. <laughs> We need salvation when we're high. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Because sometimes when we're high, our greatest fear is that we're going to fall down. Mm -hmm. Amen. So salvation in the Lord gives us an opportunity to be comfortable in the high oh, yes. and to be comfortable in the low. Amen. And also to be comfortable in the 
middle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Highs and lows in the middle. That's where we live our life. The highs and lows of life. So, again, the psalmist is making this bold statement. The Lord is my life and my salvation. And then the, the psalmist, again, kind of puts it as a question or if the Lord is my light and my salvation, he's saying the Lord is my light and my salvation. Then he says, who shall I fear? Who shall I fear? Fear can impact us in so many ways. Fear can keep us from wanting even to get high. And what I mean by that is fear sometimes keeps us from wanting to excel. Because we don't want people to see us. We don't want people to hear us. We don't want people to think that we are smart. We don't want people to think that we are mighty. We don't want people to think that we've got something going on. Well, well. Because we are fearful of what folks will think about us. Yeah. And in fear will keep us loved. Because fear will say to us, there's no way out. There's nothing I can do. And we live in a society in which people make money giving us fear. Let me give you an example. You know, this week, there was a whole lot of uproar about gas stoves. And folks went on this certain news channel that I won't mention, Fox News, and, and was saying, they're going to take away your gas stoves. Mm-hmm. Folks getting all upset, like folks going to take away, they're not going to take away your gas stoves. But what did it do? It drove up the ratings. Because people like to be scared. They don't like to be scared. We can scare folks really easily. Yeah, yeah. So if the Lord is our light and our salvation, what? We should not fear. Amen. We should not fall for the Oakdale that they're going to talk about. Hey, we want to take away your gas stove. I'm not going to worry about that. They're going to make me drive an electric car. I'm not going to worry about that. They're going to not let me worship because of a pandemic. We didn't worry about that, did we? We worshiped anyway, didn't we? We found so many different ways to worship, didn't we? Because the Lord is our what? Light and our salvation. So who shall I fear? So back to the playground. The football field is a playground. It's a place where we watch gladiators go out and play a sport for our entertainment and enjoyment. 
which we talked about before that people get hurt and sometimes hurt beyond recognition in terms of their ability to do things later in life. And that we should pray for our football players before they play. So this is a prayer for those who are going out in the field today with the two NFL games we will watch. We should pray for them during the time that they're playing. This is a prayer for those folks doing prayer, doing playing, let us play for them at halftime. And we certainly should pray for them afterwards. But what we saw last week were two people, one who played, one who recruited people who played, who lost their lives not on a football field, but in an automobile. And that memory of those people losing their lives will be indelible to the students who attended the university during this period of time. But this is what will happen. A year will go by. Ten years will go by. Twenty years will go by. Thirty years will go by. There'll be a 50th anniversary celebration of that team one day. But will those two people be remembered? they will be remembered. They will be remembered by the Lord because the Lord is our light and our salvation. So we should not fear death. We should embrace death because absence of the body is to be with the Lord. So although we mourn and we should mourn, we also should rejoice because we will see our loved ones again. Why? Because the Lord has told us so. And so in this time of sorrow, it should not be a time of fear. Because the sun will come up tomorrow. And football games will be played. Mm -hmm. The Lord is my light. Yes, and my salvation. Amen, amen. Who shall I fear? Wow. So the question is today, is this for all of us? The Lord is, is our light. Mm -hmm. The light of the Lord will shine on us regardless of who we are or what we are. Even diabolical kids who put bricks on seesaws in the playground. The Lord's light has shined on him. The question is our salvation. The Lord offers us salvation. But we have to take it. It is there. The Lord is knocking on the door. The Lord has given us so many opportunities to be saved. Amen. But one thing that the Lord does not do is this. The Lord is all powerful. The Lord is all knowing. The Lord is all loving. But the Lord is not going to make you love him. Amen. 
The Lord wants that to be a choice that you make. And it's more significant that you make that choice because you made the choice. And being a disciple of Christ does not mean that we have to be perfect. I'm a living witness of that. I'm still kind of diabolical sometimes. We're not perfect. But the deal is, are we faithful? <laughs> and so today, once again, we come gathered in this sanctuary for an opportunity at the tree of life. And so if you are open to the salvation of God, and with that salvation of God, it does not mean that from day one you are this sold out Christian and you got everything together. Because being a Christian means that you're going to be on a seesaw. Amen. There are going to be times that you're going to be up. Boy, I just came from church. It is. I just had such a Holy Ghost experience. Listen to that gospel song or whatever. And then guess what's going to happen? The devil's going to get you and you're going to go down. Amen. But because the Lord is your light and your salvation. You don't have to fear. You don't have to fear your salvation. Amen. That you know, 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 that you know that you're saved. Amen. So I invite you to pray with me for your salvation. Lord, I come once again seeking your salvation. I am a sinner. I have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed against your divine majesty. And Lord, I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to save me. I ask for your salvation your protection yeah. and your help so I don't fear yeah. anymore. Amen. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Let us all say amen. amen. So as I say each Sunday, if you prayed that prayer with me, you are not saved. But your salvation, the ability to deal with the ups and downs of life, the seesaw of life, is only as good as the place that you hang out with. If you hang out with sinners, although you're saved, guess what? You're gonna get you're gonna you're gonna go back into the trap of sin. But if you hang out with folks who are at least trying to set up a little temple every day, there's an opportunity for your salvation to stick. So now we invite you to have a chance to further your relationship with the Lord by joining Greater Bethel. In just a few moments, I'm going to come down, hold out my hand, and let you give God your heart. As we say every week, if you're watching online or listening to this as a podcast or any other means that we try to get this stuff out, 
And when I say stuff, I'm in the message of the Lord. Here's what I'd like for you to do. You can just give me a call, as folks do. Call me or text me, 608-358-1309. 608-358-1309. Just call me, and let's have a conversation about your faith. Now for our benediction, which is a covering of God's grace until we meet again. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? May the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love and fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with you now, henceforth and forevermore. Let us all say, Amen. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. Saints, it's your faithfulness in giving to Greater Bethel that allows us to do the work of the Lord. There are three ways you can give to us. First, you can use Catch App by typing dollar sign Bethel 140. Second, you can give using Giveify. Simply at a Greater Bethel, Athens. Finally, you can mail your contributions in to Post Office Box 49773, Athens, Georgia, 30604. Thank you and blessings. Find audio content, sermons, blogs, and more on my website, marvinbland.com.